A tremendous Wednesday to you. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I'm in Vegas, live from the fountains of the Bellagio. Once again, this week brought to you by Wendy's. With Wendy's breakfast, two for three dollar biggie bundles. You can choose the pair you want. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo single item at regular price. All right, so the entire week, nice to have you here. We've done everything from our set. Outside the Bellagio, I mentioned that once we got midweek, we would start to go back and forth between Radio Row and the Bellagio. So this is our first interview of the entire week. We have a guest right now on Radio Row. He is a defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is a Super Bowl champion. He is a six-time Pro Bowler. He is a member of the 2010s All-Decade team. He was the 12th pick overall out of Mississippi State in 2012. He appears courtesy today of Tide. I'm talking about Fletcher Collins. Fletcher, it's great to have you on the program. How is Radio Row treating you? How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, this is my first experience, honestly, on Radio Row, and I'm having a good time. So, uh, like I said, thanks for having me, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you. Dude, I'm looking forward to chatting with you. I want to tell you, for your first time on Radio Row, you're already handling it like a boss. You're already handling it like a boss because I'm not there, and you're taking care of your business. So I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Like, you played in the Super Bowl last year, and for a long time this year, it seemed like you were destined to come back once again. What's it like to be here, though, and not prepare for the game and end up talking to a scrub like me instead? Uh, it's different, uh, you know, being here and for a game you know I kind of broke my one rule uh, you know my whole career is you know, I'm not going to the Super Bowl uh, you know unless I'm actually playing in it but I broke that rule so you know obviously I broke it for many reasons and uh, kind of glad I did having a really good time here uh, you know but less stressful uh, on radio row that I did as uh, preparing for you know obviously one of the biggest games of your life. Hey, you know what? Good for you. I know a lot of guys that have that same exact rule, but if you have that rule, you might miss this element. So good for you. I think that's a good way to approach it. Hey, listen, take me back a little bit. You're from Yazoo City, Mississippi. For those who don't know, what was life like there? What was life like for you growing up? I mean, it was different. You know, life for me as a kid was different, right? Uh, and, you know, the biggest thing for me is, you know, I, I think about it as everybody got a story. And, uh, you know, I can keep it short and sweet about, you know, the way that I was growing up and, you know, things that I went through and, you know, you know, just growing up playing sports, uh, you know, mom finally gave me permission to play sports. But the biggest thing for me is, you know, you, when you're a kid, you go to the barbershop on Friday, I mean, on Saturday mornings after games. And you hear a lot of guys talk about, you know, how good they was, how good they once was, what they could have done. And, you know, as a kid, I listened to those messages. I listened to those things that, that they talked about. And, and my biggest deal was, you know, to myself is I don't want to be the guy that goes into the, the barbershop and talk about that. I want to be the guy to say I made it and, you know, and, and, and a guy that can go back to that barbershop on Saturdays and say, hey, look, you know, and be there for kids that, you know, no matter how, how small the town is, there's a way out. And for me, um, I use that as, as, as motivation for myself to, to, to get out of Yazoo City. My man, that is such a great, great story. That is such a great anecdote. That You sat in that barbershop growing up and said, I don't want to end up like that, man. I want to be one of those guys who did get out, didn't have an excuse, and came back and then gave back. You mentioned your mom. I want to ask you about Melissa because she worked long hours. Story goes, she worked long hours at a Nissan supply factory so you could have these kind of advantages. But to your point, she did not let you play football at first. What sports were you playing before you started to play football? None. Uh, my None. coaches, uh, high school coaches, Kyle Wallace, Tony Wolfog. No, uh, I, I, uh, there was actually zero sports being played until eighth grade. 
you know, I may have played a little flag football and, you know, when I was little, played some baseball, but, you know, anything dealing with contact sports, she, she really didn't, she really didn't want me, you know, kind of dealing with it. But, you know, she looked at the opportunity now and that she gave me and it, it changed both of our lives, mine's and hers. Um, so the coaches, you know, Kyle Wallace and Tony Wolfhawk, they, they begged her, begged her, begged her. And she finally, you know, as a mom, she finally signed a consent form, got my physical and it's been all ball since then. We're talking to Fletcher Cox. I mean, it, things did change. Another coach I want to ask you about, Jeff Collins, the D coordinator of Mississippi State, said this about you, quote, I bet there's not more than 30 humans in the history of the world that have been as big, fast, strong, and as agile as him in the history of the world, quote, end of quote. Look, you had a late start, but I know how much work you put in to be who you are and what you are. What's it like when that work pays off and you know you can dominate an opponent the way you do? Well, I think, you know, for me, like, it all started, like, my my sophomore year in high school for me when I really rec- really, rec- really recognized that, that I could be special and I could use football as, as, as a way of, you know, changing my lifestyle, people's lives around me. Uh, and then, I, it, like I said, it took off from there and just believing in myself, you know, taking the hard coaching, you know, it's early mornings, they suck, right? But you, you take the hard coaching and you got to believe in yourself. And, you know, I really never saw myself, honestly, playing in the NFL, you know. I just figured I could, you know, find ways to, to, to be a better person, to be a better brother, um, to be a better son, you know. But, you know, football now has been my life for, you know, you know, if I'm counting college, you know, and now it's 15 years where it was really important to me, and I took advantage of it. We were talking to Fletcher Cox. Not only that, but you told The Athletic a while back, quote, being in Philadelphia changed my entire life, end of quote. What do you mean by that, and what does that city mean to you? It means so much to me, you know. They they been in been in the city of Philly, you know. You know, Mr. Lurie and you know Howie and those guys. You know, Andy they drafted me and they gave me a chance, right? And I, and I took so much advantage of that chance to, to 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 believe that. Hey, look, I'm from Yazoo City. I'm in the NFL. This is my chance. You know, let's let's take the the best opportunity and the most advantage of it that you can. In the city of Philadelphia, you know, I, I you know I appreciate them all the time because, you know, they have a love or hate love, love hate relationship. You know, with the sports team. And they love you when you're good and let you know when you suck. But they still support you no matter what. You know, they still going to show up. You know, they still going to tailgate, drink their beer, have fun, party. And that's what you got to love about, you know, the city of Philly. Is they're they're going to be there with you. Philly fan. There is nobody, there is nothing quite like Philly fan for the reason you just mentioned. Listen, dude, you're not just a great player. You're a great defensive player. You're not just a great defensive player. You're a great defensive player for Philadelphia. What does that mean? There's a tradition there. Guys like Chuck Bednarik, Reggie White, Brian Dawkins, the list goes on and on and on. What's it mean to you to be a great defensive player and be a part of that great defensive tradition? I mean, to even be mentioned in those conversations with those guys is, is an honor, right? Um, you know, and, and it, again, like, you know, you have a lot of defense. You're not have got a lot of guys that comes through there, but you don't have, you know, like I said, to be mentioned in that conversation is, man, it's just, it's an honor, right? You know, that being part of that, that tradition of dominant defensive players that, that's played um, in the city of Philadelphia, and you have to appreciate it because, you know, nothing motivates you more than either being in the city of Philly and the fans just supporting you and pushing you to the best player that you can be every week. We're talking to Fletcher Cox. He is joining me from Radio Row. It's his first time there. I'm outside the Fountains of Bellagio. A couple of quick things before you go. Everybody talks about culture. Everybody talks about building a winning culture. Now, you've got a locker room with some really strong personalities, guys like Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, you. You guys have all been pillars in that locker room for a long time. How would you describe or sum up the Philadelphia Eagles culture? What's it mean to you? 
I mean, just look at us four guys, right? And then that's what it's built about. You know, it's built about guys that's, that's, that's in, when ball is important, um, leadership is important, being a good teammate is important, you know, treating everybody in the building the same way you want to be treated, right? It don't matter if it's the, the strength staff, training staff, equipment managers, anybody in the cafeteria, anybody walking through visiting, you treat them how you want to be treated. And that's really the part of the culture um, that, that, that Mr. Lurie has brought around. And, you know, they keep guys around for those, you know, you got to be a good player, honestly. But, you know, when you're there, they love their draft picks, you know, and, and to keep guys around like myself for, for many reasons, you know, and, and, and that's what really that culture is around there. You know, if you catch guys and you get, you grab newer guys that's coming in and you kind of let them know how things are done around here and the way that you should handle yourself. And uh, a lot of guys pick it up and, you know, they continue that tenure with the Eagles forever. And, um, and you know, and some, you know, they're, they're there and then, and then they're out. Talking to Fletcher Cox is speaking of being out. Fletcher, I'm glad I got you relatively early in the morning because you know you're going to be asked about this all day long, but you are a free agent this offseason. There have been reports that maybe you might leave, maybe you might retire. Where's your head at? I know you can't tell me exactly what's going to happen, but can you tell me what your mindset is? What kind of headspace are you in right now as it relates to all of that? I mean, my mindset right now is, you know, it's making sure, you know, mentally and physically, you know, still can, you know, can can play, right? You know, the season's just ended, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and the biggest thing is you want to make, you don't want to make an impulsive decision, right? A decision that you think you'll regret. Uh, you know, you still have to take time to, like, I still still doing my postseason, um, you know, things that where, you know, where I need to get better is, you know, when my body's feeling better from a, from a long season, where my mind is clear, um, things and and things of that such. So there's something that you know I haven't even thought about yet, uh, you know. So I know I'll be free agent, but you know, like I said, it's again, that's something I haven't thought about. No, I respect that. Let me ask you one thing. You think ultimately, what do you think is going to go first? Your ability to dominate and play at the level that you're accustomed to playing at or your willingness or will to prepare? Because you need both those things. Which one do you think will go first? I mean, I think I can be dominant forever, right? You know, I, I, I play at a really high level. You know, that's that's your mind. That should be in the athlete's mindset. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it's got to be that. I think the first thing that goes is the willing to prepare, right? The willing, are you wanting, do you want to get up every day and do this? Do you want to put on the helmet every day? You know, do you want to be told what to do every day, where to be, you know, when to be there, you know? Um, and that, that's, I think that's a, that's a lot of stuff that goes into it. You know, do you want to keep preparing those long hours to get ready to go play for, you know, for three hours on Sunday? Um, I mean, I mean the physical part, and we're all physically gifted, and uh, that's the thing that you know that, that, that can't be taken away. So, last thought about that: Is that starting to get old, or are you still all about that life? Are you still good with that life? I mean, I still, I still, I still, enjoy, I still enjoy preparing for for everything. I still enjoy preparing for the games, you know, helping guys prepare, um, you know, look forward to the game plans and, you know, how we're scheming teams up, how we're going to stop teams and, you know, listen to messages from the coaches, head coach, position coach, it don't matter. Dude, that's why you're one of the leaders in the locker room and long have been. Fletcher, you've been so good with your time. We covered so much ground. I appreciate you. You're working with Tide today. What are you working on with them? Tell me all about it. Well, we're tackling every tackling every pile uh, with Tide, you know, here this weekend. So if you've you got a big pile of laundry, get you some Tide and get it clean. You know, um, obviously, um, you know, Tide has, has been really good to me this, this last year. Um, just partnering with them and, and doing a lot of cool stuff and, um, you know, especially with my teammates with the commercial. I'm sure everybody's seen that. Um, so we're tackling, you know, all the piles on and off the field. I'm busy. Uh, so, you know, just, just Tide just gets it done. You know, I trust Tide and so should you. 
My man, I know the fans, and especially in Philadelphia, are waiting to find out exactly where you end up, what you do, but I already know where you're going to end up. You're ultimately going to end up in Canton, but we can't start the clock on you until you stop. My guy, thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing up from Radio Row. Great to get caught up, and I really appreciate that. Fletcher, great job. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Fletcher Cox. How about that, Tommy? I like it. First interview from Radio Row. He showed up like a boss. Great, great player. Eagle fans got to be nervous about that. But, like he said, give me some time. I need to decompress. The season did not end that long ago. Kind of want to see where things are at. Also, I want to remind you that this program is brought to you by Wendy's. Wendy's Breakfast, two for three dollar biggie bundles. You can choose the pair you want, limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo, single item at a regular price. All right, let me check in really quickly and see what's up. This guy loved Anthony Munoz. Munoz is a Super Bowl week mainstay, is the best organic jungle phenomenon to materialize since Portland woman? The hell does one thing have to do with the other? What are you talking about? This guy wrote, War Munoz. I can get with that. Munoz's life, I can get with that. The best, the best organic jungle phenomenon to materialize since Portland woman. Phenomenon Dude. up here in Oregon. Don't and hurt yourself, Carl. I call it Portland woman. Portland woman, she doesn't shave, she doesn't clean up. They put her on TV. Turn on any Portland channel with the local, local show. You'll find Portland woman showing off her stuff. Gray hair, no makeup, all the wrinkles to boot. And the clothing is something else. You can see the stain. So, anyway, to Portland woman, please, please, do us all a favor to clean it up. That's all I got, Romy. Is that all? Who hears that and doesn't immediately think, oh, Anthony Munoz. Who? Everybody. Where are you going with that, bro? This guy, Mark, writes, I see you rocking that mock T look from back in the day. Well played, Van Smack. That's not what that look is. That's a straight purple turtleneck. This is not the mock from back in the day. And I'm telling you, it's purely a matter of function. It's not about the fit. It's not about the look. It's about trying to stay warm. It's like 42 here. 42. Yeah, I know. Soft much, Rome? Yes. Yes, but the difference is we're here for three hours outside. We don't get in. We don't get out. We don't find the warm car. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying there's a reason for all of you who keep hitting me up with, hey, Rome, why are you wearing a jacket? Why are you wearing a turtleneck? Because it's cold. That's why. Let me see here. See, and it's windblown. Did you see me grab that billboard, right? With my off hand, no less. Man, we're having so much fun. This is, I, we've been talking about this now for a couple of days. Certain things were happening this week. I'm all good, Tommy. Certain things were happening this week that I can tell you about. And certain things were happening this week that I can't tell you about, that I want to tell you about. But what I can tell you is this is the best set ever. In all my years of doing this, this is the very best set we've ever had. And we've had some good ones. All right, we will take a break. We are wall to wall with the interviews. But if you want to try and get through... Let me have a window. Hit me up. 1-800-636-8686. Talk to me, Alvy. What do you What do you want here? I think if you don't mind, Alvin, I would like to tell you all about Dell. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus powered by Intel Core processors and more. And 
curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Dell.com slash deals, you will have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that is Dell.com slash deals. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. We are live. I am currently not on Radio Row for the first time in quite some time. Where I am is on the Strip. I'm, I'm right outside the Bellagio Hotel. The fountains are right behind me. It's incredible. But I want to send it back to the Row. We are joined right now by a good friend. He is a Fox Sports insider. He is also the founder of the Unbreakable Performance Center. He is the host of the Unbreakable Podcast. He is a mental health advocate. He appears courtesy of Supernus. It is Jay Glazer. Jay, my brother, it is great as always to talk to you how's your day man how you feeling today i'm doing great man now i'm talking to you because whenever i talk to you i feel like i have my ultimate hype man i love it i gotta walk around with you always wherever Dude, I anytime man. i'm here for you bro i'm here for you nothing but love and respect i love the energy <laughs> i love what you're about in fact let me ask you this you you don't get to where you are jay unless you're driven unless you're ambitious unless you're willing to grind you are all of those things and you need to be to be quote an insider of any sport but i want to ask you this do you wake up every single day have your feet hit the ground and think to yourself man i gotta break something i gotta get that big scoop or maybe do you have a different approach to the gig I have a different approach now. Look, back in the day, I was the first guy to do the minute-by-minute breaking news. Back in 99, I started when that internet thing came out, which I think is going to take off. And uh, so I did it. I had the two or three cell phones, and and I think I had a beeper back then. I don't know. And it just didn't stop. It didn't stop. It didn't stop. And then, you know, I saw the business start changing where it's who could tweet the fastest. And that's not what I've really signed up for. So I want to make sure now, like, hey, I say something on Fox NFL Sunday. you got to make sure you tune in every single Fox NFL Sunday. I'm going to say something. You're going to go, oh. I did not know that. I did not know the Philadelphia Eagles were changing their defense coordinator this week when nobody else on the planet had any idea about that. You know, I didn't know that Joe Burrow was actually going to go when everybody else said he was going to be out. I didn't know what really happened to Travis Kelsey's knee. So for me, it's always been the, the on Sunday. I want to make sure I always give uh, something because we have so much fun on our show. I also want to make sure we have the best information on our show as well. Um, and you know, we've we've really we've dived into some great stuff. Uh, this year and, and this year, like every year, I, I keep saying it, we, we're not afraid to kind of hit certain things that other shows may not be. You know, a few years ago when Lane Johnson went off the reservation and couldn't find him, he sat down with me and we did a whole mental health talk. And then all the guys on our show, we all talk mental health. and We're the first ones to really do that. So, you know, for me now, everything for me is about Sundays. We are talking and, but, to you. But listen, uh, Monday through Saturday, though, yeah, I'm like. These guys are my therapists, and I'm their therapist. There's a lot that goes in Monday through through uh, Saturday between me and these players and coaches and GMs and everybody else in this league. It doesn't stop. Jay Glazer joining us. Jay, on that very topic, you know, for so long, the topic of mental health was so taboo, especially among men. How much progress have we made in terms of having a public discourse on the topic and in knowing, Jay, that it's okay not to be okay? Yeah, I think that was the whole thing. When I wrote Unbreakable, I wanted to give it words, not from a therapist or a doctor or clergy or your parent, from just a dude who's messed up, who's learning to be good with his messed upness. And, like, for me, no one's questioning my manhood. 
so I could cry on the drop of a dime. And I, it was important to me to start giving awards so we can have these conversations because for years I hit it. And like for me, look, everyone knew it was, hey, Glazer's crazy. And it's a badge of honor in football and fighting, my two worlds. But no one knew how much pain I was in. So I started talking about it, really was able to help me out. But then I saw how it was able to help everybody else out. All these other people who just kind of didn't know what to do, how to talk about it. So I started having these conversations. And man, I have had grandmothers say that they now have the words to talk to their grandkids and, and husbands and kids and um, parents talking to their their a lot of girl dads. We could talk to our, our children, um, but especially a lot of us dudes starting to re reach, uh, lean into each other. And I've talked to a lot of NFL teams about going out there and saying, hey, you guys, you're so proactive with, with physical health. You're not, you know, you don't just catch passes when you have the drops or run 40s when you're slow. But you only see a therapist who seek out help after the sky's falling. Can't do that. So right now, I know there's not a therapist out there for us, probably, but each one of us are therapists for each other. We're shoulder to lean on, and that has gotten me so much closer to all of my people I talk to. And now I've actually, um, Jim, changed my my this week my Unbreakable podcast from Unbreakable Mental Health podcast to Mental Wealth. Jay, I want Jay, really Nate, let, let me jump in. I'm sorry now. to jump in. I want to ask you, you about that. This? I, well, I'm sorry to jump in. I yep. want to ask you about that. I was going to say, yep. I mentioned your podcast, but you did rebrand it. You changed it. Unbreakable, a yep. mental wealth podcast. What is the meaning behind that description? And what can you tell us about your recent conversation with Niners GM John Lynch? Yeah, so first of all, I still think when you think when you talk mental health, people automatically assume, oh, it's depression. It's anxiety. It's ADHD. And it's not. You know, mental health are things that we all go through on a daily basis, but whether we're dealing with, you know, comparing ourselves to everybody else's filtered highlight on, on Instagram, thinking our lives suck, or the crap we see on Twitter, that all the bullying, um, but also the things we've overcome. All these things we've overcome on our way to success. There's no to success. We've all had to go. You've gone through an awful lot to get to where you are. So I wanted to make it more inspirational, hey, to build up that mental wealth and to have that resolve to be able to be the last dude standing. And what have you learned along the way that we can then teach to everybody else, this is what opening up's about now on a different level. Open up, learn from each other so we can make our dreams come true. So that's why I wanted to kind of move, move into it. And, and what better guest to start off with, with John Lynch, who Hall of Fame NFL player, used to play baseball. He's, people don't know he was the, um, he threw out the, sec, the first pitch ever in Florida Marlins history. He played for the Marlins. And then went back to Stanford where Bill Walsh convinced him he'll be a Hall of Fame NFL player, what he's learned, but also like the stuff he and I have talked about. Lynch was probably the first GM who called me to say, hey, can you help me out here with like, what are some of my players thinking when they come to me and say this, what's really going on between their ears and how can I help them? So he really will want to, to turn their mental health into mental wealth. Oh, and then we got some funny stories, man. Like uh, Jim, there's a story on there. It was um, it, it, John in his second year in Denver had never been out, and he, um, his wife Linda was like, "Oh, Glaze is in town. You gotta like you, go out with Glaze." Like, well, I don't know why she thinks I'm the safe guy, but go out with Glaze. Go out with Glaze. Well, he had never been out the whole year in Denver. He goes to his wife Linda, and uh, he goes to his teammates. Says, "You know, Glaze is in town. Where should we go out?" So like Al Wilson and Jake Plummer and Rod Smith give him this bar that we should go out to. We show up to the bar, and on first sight. It looked like a pretty good bar. I was single at the time, a lot of women. And then I put my little journalistic hat on. Something's a little off about this place. And I realized that these fools set us up and sent us to a male burlesque show. 
and here is John Lynch, and it's men in uniform night, and his big dude in the cop outfit comes out from behind this curtain with everything flapping around right behind John Lynch's head. <laughs> I'm like, John, wow. we got to go. So, <laughs> wow, incredible. <laughs> hey, I talk about laughing a lot through mental health, but hey, this is this. Hey, for your 49er fans out there. This is your general manager. I just want you to know who he really is. That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Linda. Like, I, not to name drop, but I used to work for John's dad. My wife Janet worked for John's dad, so we know oh, wow. the Lynches very well. You know, they're some of our best friends. In San Diego. Linda, by the way, Linda might be as good an athlete as there is in that family. She might be as good an athlete as John. Yeah, absolutely. She is. All right, so Linda really quickly, you will go ahead, Jay. Gangster. Yeah, oh, straight up, straight up. Gangster, yes. All right, so Supernus Pharmaceuticals is who you're working with today. What are you doing with those folks, and what is the um, the, the idea behind that program? Bring me up to date. Right. Well, it's actually it's a pharmaceutical drug called Kelbury. So, look, we've talked about my depression, talked about my anxiety, my ADHD. I was actually one of the first adults ever diagnosed with adult ADD on the East Coast of America. And back then... And this is my experience, so don't get mad, but they put me on Ritalin back then, and with a guy with depression, that does not work well, And because you have these peaks and valleys, and then turn to Adderall, and that, I think, is messed with my brain chemistry. That's what I believe has happened. So I got off everything, and it's not good when you're on TV, and you got six conversations going on at once, and I found this uh, pharmaceutical drug called Kelbri, Q-E-L-B-R-E, it's a non-stimulant. I actually take it at night. Before I go to bed, and it calms the roommates down in my head. I get this Kelbury calm, I call it, and then I wake up the next day. I am so much better on TV in business meetings. I wish I had it, you know, 30 years ago when I was first I was diagnosed in '89. So I wish I had it all those years ago. Uh, I think things would have been a lot different for me. My man, you are the absolute best. I so appreciate the transparency. There's no telling how many people you've helped with your book, with your podcast, with you being so open and with you letting everybody know, man, it is okay not to be okay. Everybody is dealing with something, and you're the guy that's letting people know this. It's okay not to be okay. Jay, I appreciate you, brother, so much. Great to have you on the show. Have a great day, and I know we'll do it again soon. We got to be proud of our scars, man. We got to be proud of our scars, not just the physical one, the mental ones, too. That, that's our currency. That's make us who we, who we are. That's our currency. I love that. Jay Glazer joining us. Be proud of your scars, mental and physical. That should be your currency. What a great line. Jay, have a great day, man. Appreciate you so much. Jay Glazer joining us from the row. I like the way this is working out. We're bouncing back from the row to the set, back to the row and to the set. Having a really good hump day, a good Wednesday, and it's flying. This is what happens. We were so lucky this week that Monday and Tuesday were so good because you know by the time you get to Wednesday, people are showing up, the big names are showing up, the energy it just kind of feeds on itself, and then all of a sudden you're rolling downhill. I feel like we hit the ground running come Monday. This, this week is setting up as everything that I hoped that it would be. I made the announcement yesterday. This is actually our very last week on CBS Sports Network, and it's been an amazing run. I, I, if you want to see the announcement, you can go to the X platform. We put it up there. It's also on my Instagram feed, so I don't need to reset the whole thing right now. But I do want to reset one thing. I'm truly grateful, and I've got great gratitude for the seven years we've had on CBS Sports Network with the simulcast. If your next question then is, well, how are we going to find the video stream? It will be on the X platform shortly. We have a launch date in mind. I don't want to put it out there just yet, but we are working on it. But in the meantime, I'm in the moment. I'm taking it all in. This is an amazing week, an amazing set, an amazing backdrop, an amazing crew. Damn, Rome, everything's amazing. Yes.
That's what I'm trying to tell you. Everything is amazing. We're having a great time. With that in mind, we'll take a short time out, get you a sports update. On this Wednesday, there's a lot going on. Here is the very latest. Here is Rich Ackerman. Live from Las Vegas, site of Super Bowl 58, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Halfway through Wednesday, smooth and easy. Having one of the best times ever. We are live on the Strip in Las Vegas. I don't even know how many Super Bowls I've done, but I know I've never done one like this. This set is amazing. Hey, Rome, man, you sound fired up. What is it? Coffee? Five hours, something else? No, man. Straight adrenaline. I'm feeling it. We are live from the fountains of the Bellagio. Quick reminder, also clones, not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trapper's original, old-fashioned, teriyaki, hot and spicy, and peppered. All come in four-ounce bags. That way you can sample different flavors and find the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper. What's your beef? So the reason we're doing it the way we're doing it right now, we're trying to get as many people as we can to the big set outside the Bellagio. But as you know, Radio Row continues. There's a lot of traffic there, and it's tough to get people to come from the row physically to our set here outside the Bellagio. So we actually have people on the ground inside the big box on Radio Row. So we're going to start rolling interviews through from the row. And if we can, we'll get somebody to come to the set. As an example, coming up later on in hour number three, Dana White president and CEO of UFC is supposed to join me here on the set. We will look forward to that. As we currently speak, we are efforting the Hall of Famer, Derek Brooks. He's on Radio Row, moving around. So, like I always say, when we're looking for guests... A window on occasion will open up. So if you want to reach out and you want to hit me up, go ahead. My telephone number is toll-free. It's good. It never changes. Wherever you are, 1-800-636-8686. I'm trying to get as many perspectives as I possibly can about the game. I can tell you this. From the second we touch base or touch down on Sunday here in Vegas, almost everybody exclusively is riding with the Chiefs. Now, early last week before I came to Vegas, and when I saw the initial line, I thought to myself, I've been burned repeatedly going against Kansas City. I'm not making that mistake again. I'm looking at San Francisco. I love what I see on both sides of the ball. I am a Brock Purdy fan. I am not one of those guys who thinks, hey, man, look at him. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He's a game manager. He's a system quarterback. He's not all that. He actually is. He's a damn good player. Now, is he a top-five quarterback? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is he's an excellent game manager. And when did that become a wrap? You have to manage the game. You have to manage a very complex system. He's really good at running a really good system, and he's got good playmakers all around him, and he knows how to get them the ball. So I I don't know when this is going to stop. What this guy has to do to get the respect, frankly, that he's already earned. He's already earned that respect. But for some of you, it's like, well, let's see him do it when it matters most. Well, he's already done it in some pretty big moments. Yeah, not good enough. I need to see him do it in the Super Bowl. The fact is, that's a lie. For those of you that are expanding so much energy, hating on this guy, he could win the Super Bowl. He could be the MVP in the Super Bowl, and it still won't be good enough for some of you. And why is that? Because you don't want to admit that you were wrong. So... In terms of that, when I first got here, 
I was feeling pretty good about myself. I love the Niners. I love how explosive they are. I love their playmakers. I think they're extremely well coached. And I think the ones that were there from four years ago when they lost have an enormous chip on their shoulder. They'll be ready to play. I'm not concerned that the stage will be too big for Brock Purdy. Because you know what? I mean, what has this guy ever done to anybody except win? And win a lot of games. And by the way, win some big games. I have faith that the moment's not going to be too big. I have faith that the stage will not be too big for this guy. My bigger concern is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes on the big stage. How many times are you going to bet against this guy when he's an underdog before you learn you don't bet against this guy when he's an underdog? They're just a different team. So my point is almost everybody exclusively since I've gotten into this town both on and off the air, are riding with the Chiefs, which is really unusual to me because I keep hitting refresh and the number's not changing. It's not changing at all. The more people I talk to, the more likely it would seem to me that the number will change, but it's not. So coming into the week, I felt pretty good about the Chiefs. But once I got here and then every single person I spoke to said, oh, Chiefs, Chiefs, I'm going to ride the Chiefs for sure. That, to me, is normally a sign of, if everybody's going that way, man, you run like hell the other way. Except, I'm not doing it. Because every once in a while, when everybody says one thing, everybody is right. Every once in a while. Is that going to be the case this week? I don't know. We'll see. I'm just The, the point of that whole rant is, I'm having a hard time finding somebody or some bodies that want to take the Niners as good as they are. And it's not so much that they're betting against them. They're betting with Mahomes. Because how do you not bet with Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes on a big stage in a big game is awfully hard to go against, especially since Travis Kelsey found his second life. They've got another option in Rice outside. And although Isaiah Pacheco has been a little bit banged up, does anybody doubt for a second that that guy's not going to run violently from the second he hits the grass come Sunday? You look at that core they're tough to go against. To me, they're really tough to go against. All right, so there's that. Let me check out my reaction quickly and see what's up. Carl and Prescott, quote, so which segment will you have at the Parody Larry on stage? No segment this week. No segment anytime soon. I'm still efforting Derek Brooks. I'm going to have him for a few moments. Planet Wilson 1 wrote, Rome. Great interview with Rod Woodson. He actually led the show off. Great interview with Rod Woodson. Maybe the best to ever do it. I'm watching the show on CBS Sportsnet for the first time since the smack-off. Awesome set in my second home in Las Vegas. War Darren Woodson getting into the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Hashtag Go Cowboys. Amber in Wrightwood. Hit me up. Quote, I dig that purple turtleneck. You rock it better than Jerry Seinfeld. Thanks, Amber. I think. War Lady Clones. All right, so we're effing our guest. I think we're ready to go. we got a few minutes. I'm joined right now by a Super Bowl champion. He is the 2002 Defensive Player of the Year. He is a six-time All-Pro, an 11-time Pro Bowl selection, a member of the 2000s All-Decade team, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He joins me courtesy of Little Caesars. I'm talking about Derek Brooks. Derek, my man, we don't have as much time as we normally do, but I will take any time that I can get with you. How you doing, my guy? 
I am doing all right, my friend. How I still see you're at it, man. I, and I love your energy all these years. You keep bringing it, man, and I love it. My dude, I appreciate you so much, man. They're going to have to drag me out of here. You know that. Listen, let me ask you really quickly, and this is hard to imagine. <laughs> you're a member of the 2014 Hall of Fame class, which means it's been a decade since your name was announced. I'm having a hard time believing yeah. it's been a decade, my man. What do you remember about that moment that you found out that you were going to Canton 10 years ago? Oh, man, in New York, uh, that was the first t- the first year of David Baker doing the famous knock uh, at the hotel door. And I just remember, the, uh, man, this massive man knocking on the door and, and telling me that I, I made it and, and just kind of melting in the moment, you know, there with my wife, uh, enjoying that moment up in New York. Uh, at the same time, uh, I did have a feeling of disappointment because John Lynch and, John, and Tony Dungy, was on the same ballot and to get the news that they were not joining me that particular year you know I did feel uh, a little bit of disheartment but man my wife kicked me back in the gear was like hey enjoy this moment for you they know you want to be with them and uh, it's one of those feelings Jim to be honest with you hard to explain as the years go by is one that you continue to appreciate the fact uh, that I get to represent uh, our team, our family, our teammates as a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Derek Brooks joining us. It says so much about you that in your finest moment ever, you were not thinking about yourself, but you were thinking about your teammates. That defense, Derek, you, yeah. Lynch, Sapp, Rondé Barber, all in the Hall of Fame, plus Tony Dungy. Mike Vick once said about you guys, quote, playing them is like playing against a damn all-star team for real. Quote, end of quote. Let me ask you really quickly, what was it like going up against Vick? Well, uh, I mean, I loved it because he brought out every skill set, you know, possible for all of us. And in our particular defense, the way that we played him, I was responsible for keeping my eye on him. And I just felt uh, my athleticism, my speed could match his in a confined space. And that's what we were able to do was keep him confined. And uh, I studied Mike a lot, man. I knew a lot of his tendencies when when he was on the move and, and how he would set defenders up. You know, left, right, uh, in the middle. Uh, but as much as I studied, man, I still had to bring it, you know, to the field. And Mike Vick, as much credit as he gives us, uh, I give it back to him. Uh, Mike, Mike wasn't a problem. Mike was an issue. <laughs> he was an issue, but he was also a lot That's of fun great. to play against. That is so good. Dude, your commitment to preparation is the stuff of legend. If we had more time, I'd have you break this down. But the story goes, you were watching film of Adrian Peterson when he was a freshman at Oklahoma because you knew that you would see him yes. in the league someday. That's your level of commitment. You are here today, Derek, on behalf of Little yes. Caesars. Hit me up. Let me know. What are you doing with those folks? Well, thank you. Well, I'm proudly representing Little Caesars as the official piece of sponsor uh, of the NFL. And this week, uh, we're proudly to present our Super Bowl promotion, uh, which is an area gym that I know a lot about, and that's pick sixes. So uh, we have the pick six slices and sticks challenge where we're asking all fans to download the Little Caesars app, accept the pick six slices and sticks challenge. And once you do that, now you got to spend a little bit of coin. So you order a piece and then you enter into the contest. And then you sit back and enjoy the game, you know, with some Little Caesars pizza. And you root for a defensive player on either side of the football to score a pick six. 
They have to score by an interception, not a fumble recovery, okay? I need the ball to touch their hands and score, okay? And I really want one of the 49ers to do it because I'm picking the 49ers to win. <laughs> so uh, that's our uh, pick six slices and sticks challenge uh, by Little Caesars Pizza in terms of what I'm representing today. All right, good promotion. I like that. Really quickly, you mentioned the 49ers. Why do you like them, Derek? And what do you think that game, how do you think that game is going to play out? What are you expecting? Well, outside of, you know, the obvious bias towards my good friend, sure. uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, and I was in the Super Bowl a few years ago and saw the last matchup. I was fortunate to watch that game with John and to see the disappointment, man you know, on his face. I don't want to see that again. And I think this game is going to play out like this, Jim, simply this. If the 49ers can dominate up front and they can control the tempo of the game, meaning their offensive balance package between runs, play action passes, and, and offensive manipulations in the play calling, I think that's a re recipe for success. And Brock Purdy protecting the football and not turning it over and making good decisions. In other words, if he continue to be a great game manager, I love the chances of the 49ers. On vice versa, their defense has to stop the run. Get away from that. Don't let Kansas City get balanced. When Mahomes gives you a chance to get a turnover, cash in. And the last, do the best you can to contain him. He's going to make plays, but keep the ball in front of you. Limit the amount of opportunities that he has against you. Those chances. Straight from the Hall of Famer's mouth, Derek Brooks joining us from Radio Row. Derek, my man, I appreciate you. I appreciate the friendship. I appreciate the relationship. And I always look forward to these conversations the week yes. of the Super Bowl, my man. You be good. Take care. Appreciate it. You too. Take care. Take care, Ro. Derek Brooks, love him. He's been doing that so many years. Always shows up, always accessible. I always look forward to that. I'm telling you. When I say smooth and easy, I mean smooth and easy. Two hours, bam, just like that. Hour number three coming up. We are absolutely loaded. It's going to be a big hour. Don't go anywhere. Live from Las Vegas, I am Jim Rome, and our Super Bowl week continues.